literally sit back, relax, take a deep breath. We're inviting you to feel free to feel free. Breaking Into is next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking Into. My favorite songs. This is one of yours. Okay, there you go. Doing a little roomy for you with Demi Moore and Deepak Chopra. Uh, That's good. It came out probably like two years ago. Demi Moore has a great voice. Welcome to Breaking Into. I'm your host, James Live Jr., giving you a little Deepak Chopra and Demi Moore. You can find it's called The Gift of Love. A bunch of artists got together and read roomy poems. Madonna is one. Uh, There's a bunch of people who did it. It's it's a great album. It came out maybe like. 20 years ago, something like that, and so my guess is probably two years old at the time. <laughs> Hi, I'm James Lott Jr., welcome to the show, I'm so glad I have a great show for you guys, I'm so happy to be here. It is um, Monday, the 23rd of April, it's, getting, it's just getting, just May is almost here, I can't believe it. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Breaking Into, you can follow us on YouTube and iTunes, uh, Black Hollywood Live, Breaking Into, go there and you can uh, watch all these shows, I've done 108 shows at this point, doing those. I want to dedicate this episode to my grand Susie, who passed away um, eight months ago. Tomorrow would have been her birthday. And usually I spend every birthday with her every year, so it's very tough for me. I'm happy to be here with you with my guest, and I live in gratitude that I can do that. And I live in gratitude that I actually had all those years with her uh, to spend those birthdays with her. But I know she's watching me. I know she's out there. Hey, grand Susie, I know she's watching me. Um, but I miss her every single day, like seriously, every single day. We used to talk all the time. And she got to see me on TV before she died. So I, I'm very grateful and thankful for that also. Um, but shout out to her because she's one of my you know, my ancestry that did things so that I didn't have to. Something like that. My guest today. Okay, so this young man totally got my attention. And I, I mean, I believe in starting from center. I believe in coming from center and everything that I do. And this gentleman, I believe, believes the same thing. I'm putting on my life coaching hat right now because uh, we're going to have some fun talking about stuff like this. My guest believes in meditation and changing mindset. I totally believe that also. He's a young man I believe is called to serve others uh, in self-care. Clinical uh, therapist, now wellness coach. And he's uh, the wellness coach of, this, of this, his, his whole movement called Feel Free to Feel Free. That's why I said that earlier. Mm-hmm. That yoga dude, James Woods. Hello, hello. Good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you doing? Good. Um, great first name. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's funny because you know I believe in language and everything, and James is a strong name, I mean, mm-hmm. regardless if we had it or not. It, it is a strong name. Yeah, that we have, and it's also your name, James Woods, which just makes me laugh because there's an actor. Yes, of course. an actor. That we name. look alike. It's just like, <laughs> the hair. It's the hair. I'm yeah. sure. It's the hair. Have, have you ever gotten because your name? Have people ever like thought you're him at all at first people always bring it up and always say the same thing oh yeah that's my dad don't we look alike (laughs) but my dad my dad of course he gave me that name because of his brother passed my uncle was named james so james means a lot to me as well see i I love see i love i love that i love hearing that story that's so great Mm -hmm. okay so that yoga dude where did that come from where did that come from see how i did that (laughs) (laughs) That yoga dude really came from me hearing it, um, working with youth. Yeah, yeah, working with youth, working with teenagers, and they would forget my name, of course, and they would just call me, hey, that yoga dude, that yoga dude. So working with people in my community and just teenagers and people who couldn't remember who I was, but they remember I did yoga. So 
it was that yoga dude, and it just it, it fit. <laughs> that is hilarious, actually. I like that. <laughs> you took so you took something that you know people you made it into something that you're made into a branding thing. You something mm-hmm. that people were like that, you know that guy, that yoga dude. Okay, got it. It worked. It fit. God, it made, so. It, so it makes sense. <laughs> Do people call you more that yoga dude or James these days? It depends on where I'm at. Yeah, so sure. but, yeah, when I'm doing yoga, it's most people call me that yoga dude, and yeah, most people get a nice little laugh out of it too. So is, I enjoy it. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so please explain to you, people who may not know this: what is a wellness coach slash teacher? A wellness coach slash teacher is a, a guide, is a person that helps someone to really discover their own personal wellness practices. And we do that through introducing different services, different products, different practices, and helping someone to build a lifestyle of wellness. So as your coach, I'm on the field with you. I'm sharing with you the tips and tools that I have within me to help me on my journey of wellness, and I'm giving them to you every step of the way so you can find out what works for you. So we go through daily process even of, hey, this works, this doesn't work. I don't feel comfortable with that. I do feel comfortable with that. But the end result and goal of it is to have a practice of wellness. I have found being um, a coach that we really have to be present with our clients. Yes. So, and you too, especially, I'm sure, especially when it comes to wellness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to be, really be, you have to, you have to clear. How do you, how do you clear, do you practice what you, practice what you preach? You clear, you clear your thoughts and be present for your clients. I practice what I preach. I have to. I do yoga every day. I do meditation every day. And I have a good group of friends, my friends that invited me on the show. Okay, so former, <laughs> so former uh, guest Mike Brown and shout Alpha were Mike, on here. Shout out Alpha. Yeah, so they so they were on here. So you know who they were, of course. Um, yeah. So yes, it's all related. <laughs> as you said before, coming back to center, helping me to come back to center, because a lot of times, as a coach or as someone in a position of um, leadership or even teaching in someone's life, my ego can get go out of control a little bit and kind of get away from me. So. Being able to have a circle of people who are close and can tell me, you know, hey, you know, you need some wellness practice yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It can be hard to hear at times, but it's definitely important to be a coach. I have to have coaches. I'm glad you said that. That's something that we believe, especially in the coaching community and even organized too. We have Mm -hmm. to have people that actually can help us too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I guess it's completely, it's completely. like it's like there's like therapists have a therapist. So yeah, it's, just, it's just one of those it's one of those healthy things. It's, it's nothing bad. Like like you're, like you're a bad person to have it, but like no, it's a healthy thing. Right. Just because I'm a coach doesn't mean I'm not a person. Right. Still, it's part of the process. I like that. Very good. That's very good. Uh, when did you? Okay, for a while. Let's just start first with the yoga. Okay. When did you get into yoga? When did it, when did you like, hit, hit you the bug? <laughs> the yoga bug hit me really hard after a breakup. Uh, well, after I got dumped. Oh, hey, there you go. Okay. <laughs> you know, that happens. Yes. So I started yoga when I was working in clinical world and working with kids and families as a mentor and therapist. One of my supervisors, she was uh, she's a, a wonderful lady, Kim, shout out to Kim. She told me, and she was the, hey, yoga is cool, work, you know, the relaxed yoga teacher. She told me about yoga. I was always into sports, always athletic. I thought it was another way to work out and just feel good about my body. She sent me to a class, told me about a class. I went, and um, the old ladies in the class just kicked my butt. Oh, <laughs> right yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. They, know that. <laughs> they was not playing. And so I kind of was like, all right, it's a good workout, good exercise. But then I met another lady who was a clinician, and she showed me more about the meditative practices and more of the in-tune practices. And as I said, I, I got dumped, and it was hard for me to meditate. 
And that kind of became a challenge for me of, okay, I need to sit here. I need to go do this. I wasn't really cognizant of what was going on at that time. Looking at it, I can back out to say that. But that really got me into it and got me going on a regular practice because after the yoga, after meditation, and even during, I felt a lot better. So I really stuck with it then. And that was probably about seven, eight years ago. Wow, that's, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old are you? 31. I'll be 32 this year. I tell you, I, I, can say, I can say it's on this network, Black Don't Crap. <laughs> I, I would swear you're like in your early 20s or something. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay. You've been around a little bit then. You've been around, yeah, around a little bit. Okay. I'm like, wow, man. Just, I just, every time I do this show, I'm just like, wow, folks be looking good for their age. <laughs> um, but that's, that's why it's interesting that you were, you were seeking something out uh, from a, kind of from a sad situation. Mm-hmm. You were seeking something out, and it, and it was brought to you. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I was yeah. like, things are, you know. Call to you. Yes. Um, what is it? What are some? What are the couple things about yoga that you just really find are the best things about it that work for you? Best things about it are me being able to be present, as you said earlier. I'm present with my body. I'm present with my mind, and being able to take a break from the day and just breathe and allow myself to have that space. Also, it's cheap. And I can do it pretty much anywhere. Um, I, sometimes I have a mat. Sometimes I don't. I can just kind of get there. And it takes me there pretty instantly. A couple of breaths, a couple of stretches, and it takes me there. It brings me back in. It reins me in as my mind kind of goes all over the place. So really the convenience of yoga has been very powerful for me. And introducing me to a different world and then to a different me. Really taking time to look at myself. Uh, before, it was just run here, run here, run there do this, do this, do that, but yoga helps me to really take a look at myself, go through my thoughts, go through my feelings, and do it in a way where um, it's not as scary as other things. Um, sometimes therapy can be scary, and it can be intense. Sometimes facing myself can be very intense, but when I'm in the comfort of my own body and the comfort of my own breath, it really helps me to get through the emotions, the thoughts, and the feelings that I'm encountering at that time. I uh, did yoga for a year. Okay. Yeah, a couple of years ago, and I loved it. Okay. Um, I sat on my side. I just do it. I just get back into it again. <laughs> I just got. Just, I just recently got back into my own health, my own wellness recently because for health reasons. Um, and uh, but I did it. I I took it. I took it once years ago. It was too hard. Oh my god. I mean, I sound good. But anyway, but then I but the, the when I did it for a year, I found two good, real good instructors. Okay. Who really showed me, and I did, I did, I did half a yoga, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I did um, vinyasa, and I did do a couple of times restorative because mm-hmm. I have heart issues, so we were doing, we were doing stuff for the heart. Um, but just what I saw from yoga for me, number one, I had to get a, I had to get a thicker mat. I have flat feet, okay, yeah, and I learned because I had back issues before. You don't really use your back for anything. Mm. Not really. I mean, mm. you, a lot of a lot of pressures in other areas of your body. Mm-hmm. So my back was never hurting. Other areas That's were hurting, but I, I found it was good for my back. So mm-hmm. even with back problems, there there's certain yogas that for me they're actually really good for my back. Right. Um, I have flat feet, so my instructor told me that if I did it long enough, I'd have an arch in my foot. Yeah, yoga does have a lot of physical principles that help you restore your body as you said hatha yoga vinyasa yoga it helps to build strength in the muscles around the spine and the muscles in the back and more so than giving you an arch it your body gets used to it your body gets used to having that pressure of you standing on it and your body gets used to the feet bending in different positions and stretching you're really opening your body up a lot of times we sit in chairs all day we sit in cars we sit at desk we sit on couches 
body is constricting so that yoga helps to open it back up and use it as its, as its purpose is what it was supposed to be move be vital be energetic so i was a sweater too <laughs> yeah. i saw i was sweating i'm like out. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I sweat easily anyway because I, I used to take dance lessons ballroom okay. dance lessons wow. and i used to be like james you be sweating it out you're getting you're getting the moves down i'm, I'm i can pretty much pick up things but I'm like i was just like i had to make a giant towel um but I, what i also like about, about yoga or the types that i did was how presentational it was. Awesome. There was there was a lot of because there's, there's different names like, like down, you always talk about down facing dog. There's a whole bunch of other names for things poses, and it was very much like you're reaching out to the sun, you're presenting something. That, like there's always she would say these things, these phrases mm-hmm. that was, and the music was really soft, and it was like kind of dim in the room, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's very expressive. You can allow yourself to be in different forms physically and mentally. And especially being in that relaxed state with the music, with the breathing, with the warmth of the room, it's just a total experience of expression that you get to join with other people in the room. Yeah, and no, it was great. It was great. I mean, I I, I should do it again. I still, I still have all the stuff. I should I should do it again. But I had, I had to get a thicker mat because my mat was a little. They're, they're by millimeters or something. I was like, mm-hmm. I had to find one that was like a little, a little thicker for me. Yeah, gotta be comfortable. And it was it was way better. But I just I had to have the blocks. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I did. I mean, I did. I did it for a full year, and I did see a difference. Like you said, in your core strength. Because mm-hmm. you look at it thinking, okay, I'm just stretching this way and this way and this way. But, like, there are things that do develop. It's, it's, it's a different kind of workout than using weights or cardio. Very different. And like you said before, going back to center. Everything comes from here. The strength comes from here. So just like when we doing too much over here, doing too much over here, when we come back to center, we rebuild that strength and we can move forward. Same principles with yoga. Mm-hmm. I, that, I like that. Let's show, um, this is, this is a, a quick clip of... Just some one of the things he does. Let's show this. Shout out to Mike for the song. Yes, Mike. <laughs> What's funny? You have all these people in there. Look, a lot of people in this one. Sounds good. Um, someone else who wants you to feel, feel, feel free is our our leader, person who helped create this network so that we can actually have guests like uh, that yoga dude on here, Maria Menounos. Yes, that's right. You want to learn, um, you want a fun way of learning and growing? She has a show. It's a podcast called Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition. It's every Friday. It's on iTunes. Conversations with Maria features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. It's a really, it's a really good show. From health and wellness uh, to career, relationships, finance, and more. For some of you, Maria's the big sister. For me, she's a little sister. I'm a little older than she is. Um, just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria for free. It's all free. So we're talking about free stuff. It's good. Be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, because I do know Maria Menounos. I do know her personally. Let her know that James Law Jr. breaking into sent you there. Mm-hmm. James Law Jr. breaking into a lot with two T's. Conversations with Maria uh, Menounos, Podcast Edition. Check it out. Um, so, so looking at that. Mm-hmm. So you came from a clinical therapist background. So you went to, where'd you go to school? 
Xavier University of Louisiana. Hey, Louisiana. Are you yeah. from Louisiana? No, I'm from here. Oh, okay. okay to, I'm from here, but I went to school in at Xavier University of Louisiana. And shout out Beyonce, just donated some money. Yes, she did. School, she did. Yes, she did. HBCUs. Yes. Right. And yes. I went there and I studied psychology. Okay. And then I came back home to California. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like going to HBC? Or what was it like going to an all-black college? It was very black. It was very black. <laughs> right. I mean, like, and, 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 and I mean, you mean, I know you mean that in the most, like, just, like, greatest way. That it was, like, it was just great. You were a majority. Mm-hmm. You weren't a minority there. I was a majority, and I got to see the spectrum of black. Being here, I, I'm from the Inland Empire. I was oh, okay. in Corona, where... The IE. The IE. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. it's... I was a lot of times I was one of few yeah. in classes, and a lot of times I didn't get to see the diversity within our own black community. So I go to Xavier and I see, oh, we have black nerds, we have black rockers, we have black doctors, we have black this, we have black mm-hmm. that. So I saw that our culture was along the spectrum, just as well as any other culture, and it was beautiful to see. It changed my life. That, I'm glad. I'm actually glad that you made that distinction because you know there are a lot. There's not just one type of black person. Mm-hmm. And and everybody, but you know, you're still black. <laughs> we look in the mirror, like how we're black, right? Um, but you, but there's very different. It's a very, we're very diverse in yeah. what we like, how we speak, mm-hmm. uh, what we're into, what we're not into. Um, and I'm glad. That, I'm glad. I wish more people would see that. Even our own community, I wish we'd see that more. Right. We all think, well, if you're not a certain way, then you're not really black, right? Or you're not a certain way, then you're not really down, or whatever. Like, no, there's just different kinds of black people, and that can be very damaging. When you don't feel accepted in your own community because they say, oh, you don't wear it like this, you don't dress. So it was a beautiful thing to see black people just be themselves, be people. Mm-hmm. Did, you join, did you join any groups while you were down there? No, no, didn't join any groups. Uh, New Orleans, the city is a group itself. It sure, sure is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure is. I, I, I know some love. It's my family's from Louisiana, so I do oh, okay. know I do know all about it. I have family went to Xavier. I have family went to Tulane. I have family that oh, right. stuff. So I know that whole, my father's side of the family. What part of Louisiana? So my father is from Shreveport. Okay, my grandfather. So Shreveport, Alexandria. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's, of course, from the Cane. She's Creole from the Cane River, you okay. know, from up there and from Cluderville. Shout out to Cluderville. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have many families my family we obviously migrated down to New Orleans okay. like I said half went to Xavier half went to Tulane and all, they all kind of went around and Sorry. did stuff down there um, and then many of them moved here to LA there's <laughs> a huge Louisiana community here in Los is. Angeles I live in I live in England it's, like, it's, all, it's all over there yep uh, La Luzanne, shout out to you. Yeah, um, you know, Harold and Bells, all these places I love. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it, but I was, I decided I went to a college that was mostly white. Um, so I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't really, I didn't, <laughs> I, was, I, mean, I, I grew up with black people, so I grew mm-hmm. up with blacks, but I always imagined going to an all black college or mostly black college that would just, it just would feel, I imagine it feeling like when I go to the Caribbean, yeah. where everyone's brown. Like you just, it, you just, it just like everybody is. It felt like Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. It I'm sure. Like I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Where it's just like you just, you know, first, you, the first, I know for you, I was overwhelmed a little bit. Like wow, oh, like this, it, yeah, I'm sure you were overwhelmed. Like there's so much blackness here. There's a lot of blackness. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what do you think it's done for you since then? Um, going to all black cause. What do you think some of the benefits have been for you now in just regular life? It really helped me to identify who I was as a person. Okay. Like I said, identifying that my black is my black, but it's still black. 
and it really helped me connect with the black community and connect more with, with black people who were, um, for lack of a better term, conscious and yeah, right. Uh, I don't like the term, but <laughs> black people who are interested. Or woke. <laughs> woke <yeah. laughs> black people were interested in themselves yeah. for being themselves, uh, not trying to be anything else, but just genuinely trying to figure out who they were. It sent me on that journey and experiencing that, and it was a beautiful thing, and really taking me out of my home, out of California, bringing me to a whole different state, a whole different culture and a world within itself really helped me discover who I am, things I like, things I didn't like. And that still is a part of me today. So I, really I admire people, and, and, I, and I will include my engineer producer, Fran Marissa, who's, on, who's doing this, who leave their home and mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because I, mean, I left home, but I was in another part of California, and I, I came back. I mean, like, it, still, it still counts on yeah. some level, but you mm-hmm. guys like, left the States yeah. and went somewhere else and, like, you know, and have a whole different experience. Right. I think people should try that sometimes. If that's in you, within you, you should try that. I'm sure you learn all kinds of stuff. I have two sisters, and my oldest sister went to Spelman, my youngest went to Clark, so we go. all left and got that experience. Did anybody? Did your family, your father, or mother, or grandparents, right? Did they encourage you to go to an all black college, or was it just an option for you? Just you just like you wanted to go. Xavier was the only school to accept me. Oh, really. there you go, kids. <laughs> In other black schools. Yes, yeah, so already there you go. So That's it was easy. Like, okay. <laughs> um, didn't really know much about it beforehand, but my mom just was adamant of. Hey, you go into some school, and these are the schools that's going to take you. And HBC is a black school, so shows a lot of love to black males because they know we need that support. We do. Black women, too, but they know we need a special kind of support, and I, I receive that at Xavier. There is, you know, black people in general, we need it, of course, but mm-hmm. there is a difference between how black women and black men are treated. Very much so. Um, there is, and both sometimes it's horrible, but black men especially, we, you know, for on our end, because we're black men, we can't speak as black women, but as black men, I know it's hard sometimes um, how we walk through life, mm-hmm. how we leave our home, mm-hmm. how we walk down the street, how we mm-hmm. drive in a car, um, how, we, how we choose to have our hair. Yeah. I mean, like for me, my head. Okay, okay, I'm shaving my head in a couple of days. <laughs> I'm doing the daytime Emmys. I'm just waiting for that. My hair grows so fast yeah. that I'm waiting to do it right before the awards show. I'm gonna trim everything up, and so that's why I look like this. <laughs> but normally, I had a shade with a goatee. Okay, oh, big guy. There's a whole yeah. black thing. I mean, I've been stopped by cops. The whole thing about that. Now you have the twisties, which mm-hmm. I wanted to do years ago. I did. It's one hairstyle I never did. Yeah, I've done every other hairstyle on earth. I'm sure you get judged on that sometimes, mm-hmm. don't you? I do, and outwardly, mostly uh, probably by black people. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Of, I would say older black people or black people who have a different understanding of like, you know, what are you doing with your hair? Kinda, Interesting. You know, get a cut. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> because it is that, that mindset of we have to look a certain way. We have to be a certain yes. way outwardly. So this can be uncomfortable for some people, especially black people. White people and other people usually um, enjoy want to touch it. You want to touch it? Like, no, we touch our hair. Don't tell you want to touch it. Leave it alone. Um, but so, yes, so it's interesting. That's very well. You know, I, as well, I am an older black person on some levels for you, um, I understand. You know, when I was growing up, my father, because he's older than us, they wanted to, they wanted to conform on some levels. So just they can make it was really sad to conform just to make it kind of like white folks. Like, not even full, you know, right. everything. But it's like, at least to even get considered. So you talk a certain way, you walk a certain way, you look, you said look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it did work for some people. My father got very far. It did work for some people. But right. I guess that mindset's still there. 
it is still there. And I, it was out of safety a lot of times, too. You yeah. said, this yeah. is how I wear my hair naturally can be a threat, is is dangerous, or just doesn't look professional, doesn't look this and doesn't look that. So it can be controversial for some people. It's dirty. You know, yeah, like, it is. And that's, the, that's, that's serious. That's real. I mean, everyone said, I'm like, hey, come mm-hmm. on. No, no, it's not. Right. Right. It's hair. It's a hair. It's, it's a hairstyle. It's a hairstyle. Yeah. Right. It just made it look like the way. It's like to have long hair, so I've had everything. And I mean, I know people were just like, "But well, doesn't look so clean." Or that's not like it's. I wash my hair. My hair's fine. Like right. I wash my hair. Trust right. me. Right. Yeah. Or there's ways just to just see them. <laughs> and you're, and by this issue with black people, but I, I can see why older black folks are just kind of like play it safe. Play it safe. You want to like, but I feel like we shouldn't play it safe anymore. We should try to. Help change the minds of people. Right, right. That what you have, what I have, whatever how we look, should be okay. Right. Accept me for who I am. Right. Accept me for who I am. I am not coloring my goatee. It's going to stay gray for the rest of my natural that. life. I love that. Yeah. People try to tell me that. You're some just for man. Screw just for man. I'm going to have my hair the way I want it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I don't think I'm like thank you. I'm not. I think it looks good. But I'm going to, I'm going to shave it down a little bit just because it is. Um. <laughs> Now, this is something that I see most because we're on a Black Hollywood Live, black folks in yoga. Because mm-hmm. when I first started doing yoga, people were like, black folks will do yoga? I'm like, right. it's not a color thing. It's mm-hmm. a practice. It's meditation. But I was like, meditation? Right. Go to church and you talk to your pastor and everything works out. Right. Um, but I was like, but meditation could mean you talk to God, too. Like, you can mm-hmm. pray. Prayer is meditation. Right? I mean, right. can right. you kind of speak on that? Like, so black folks should be doing yoga, shouldn't they? They should. Bring and their heart rate down. As you said, they say prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to him. Really having some time, some space with yourself. And especially black people getting more comfortable, more familiar with owning our bodies. Mm-hmm. A lot of times our bodies have been portrayed for this and for that. And we don't own our bodies mentally or physically. So doing a practice of yoga to help you get back into your body has been a very liberating practice for us. And I think we all need some more liberation as we go. And the medical benefits, we have heart disease, we have diabetes, high blood pressure, we have those diseases. And a lot of times we don't move. So being able to have a practice that's easier on the joints, easier on the legs, and still can build muscle and help with circulation is a powerful practice for us. And once again, like I said, it's cheap. You can go to a studio, and those can get expensive, but you can roll your mat out right at home in your living room and do some yoga right next to the furniture you can't touch or sit on in that special room. So it's important to have a practice that's easy and convenient for us that we can easily access. Um, And it's the breathing, the breathing as well. When we're on that job or when we're facing some adversity, we're getting pulled over. If we could do some breathing and have the ability to relax and understand our posture and where our mindset is, it can protect us. It can keep us safe as we calm down and relax and, and lower that pressure and really come from a, a centered place of peace through our practice. I uh, meditate in my yard. Ooh, I have nice. a beautiful, I, I've been building this beautiful garden. I was huge. I, I, I think, I think the universe every day that um, I have a huge yard, front and backyard mm-hmm. that I've been creating over the last five years. Just, I've always broken Vilia along one side, I got fruit trees over here, and I'm geraniums and, and loquat tree, everything growing around me. And, oh, wow. and, and so, I, I have a, so the agriculture part of me stayed with me. I like, really to, cool. I like to, That's I like to, really I like to, I have a green thumb. I have, in my house, I have a lot of plants in my house. I love to, I like to, I like to live in the jungle. 
<laughs> um, and uh, but no, but I uh, I found there were times when I go on my front porch because now I'm secluded. I have this huge yard, but then I have this front porch. I love having a front porch, yeah. and it's covered in flowers mm-hmm. and plants. And there are bees going around and birds flying over, but and hummingbirds coming by. Wow. And I find I can just sit down. Plus, I live near where the, the water is not far away. The, it's not super hot down in Inglewood. It's like it's okay. Mm-hmm. I can sit outside, and I just try to just sit there, and I'll close my eyes. And, or I'll sit there and I'll stare to the, to the blue sky and I'll stare. And I'll just start, I'll start just kind of thinking about things, kind of just relaxing and kind of... And I mean, thinking, there's not, nothing about like what we do tomorrow, what's next. Like, I, I clear that out. Mm-hmm. And I just sit there and so it's just with my thoughts. Um, but what are, what are your, your, um, your thoughts on people who are scared with their own thoughts? Mm. So it may hinder them from doing yoga. I mean, like, some people are like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think about anything. I'm like... There must be, I mean, I would think that yoga would still be really good for them if they just, like, would unlock that. Definitely, and especially people who faced a lot of trauma. Yeah. Don't want to re-experience it and the feelings and things that they go through. Being able to have a practice where they can at least approach it. Yeah. Um, Like I said, meditation doesn't have to be just sitting there and zen, legs crossed. You can put on a song. You can put on a song from Motown. And it's going to bring some things up. It's going to trigger some things. But if you're able to sit through that whole Marvin Gaye song or whatever and breathe through it and just kind of experience just the feelings, the raw feelings that come up, it's only going to last a couple of minutes and you made it. And then next time, a longer song. Next time, a longer song or whatever practice. Like you said, it's beautiful. You're sitting in your paradise garden, sitting somewhere and having that quiet time and just kind of knocking on the door of those feelings. I need it. I, for me, I need it. I, I personally, because I do all this for a living, I'm a very outgoing person, very extroverted, as you can tell. <laughs> um, and I have a big family and all that stuff. But I, just, I feel like there's times I have to like, be, just be quiet. Mm-hmm. And people don't believe me. like, trust me, trust me. I can shut up really easily. <laughs> I have no problem being quiet. Mm-hmm. And I'm a homebody mm-hmm. by extension. I'm kind of, I like being at home. I like my home. Right. Um, and so I like to just kind of be amongst my stuff. And I, the other day I sat outside, I think I fell asleep. For like 20 minutes mm. on my front porch no covers there was no sun damage I was covered <laughs> but like the sun was out and like I woke up had to pull some loquats off the tree ate them wow. and like just and I literally, literally saw hummingbirds flying by and mm-hmm. like okay this is kind of and so you get a warm feeling you do you do you, do. you really feel you, you, I feel it in here I feel warm inside and I'm like I don't want this to end right like for a moment I do forget everything else that's out there mm-hmm. it took me a while to get there though but yeah yeah, and like you said, doing that practice and having a safe space to do it in. Having a safe space is very important. I don't care if it's in the bathroom, in the closet, right before you get in the shower, cut the steam on, and just let the water run over you. Just having a safe space to be there and, and let that warm feeling, as you said, come up is a part of meditation. I'm it. a bath person. I take baths. Yeah, and thank you to my mother, Benita, who built a bathtub that's six feet long. Wow. So I can actually lay in that thing. Nice. Because bad thing that ain't that long. Bad thing yeah. ain't that long. Unless you go like like Vegas or whatever, you get just like those giant tubs. Yeah. Which I do take those too when I'm there. Yeah. Um, but I have a giant bathtub, and I'm so glad I can lay in it fully. I'm like, oh, I love it. I, I have bath salts in there, and nice. and or I'll put some. I'll just put Epsom salt in there, and I just will soak and rely on candles. And that's real. And you mentioned Marvin Gaye. I'm a big Marvin Gaye '70s person. I love his '70s output. Awesome. Even though it's very, what's the word? It's very. Um, like Mercy Mercy Me, the ecology, um, I want you, mm-hmm. uh, got to give it up, you know, other what's going on. They're very, very political. Right. But I get, I still get a strong feeling when I'm listening to his music. I, mm-hmm. I love it. 
We're going to go play part of a song okay. with our buddy Mike Brown that you do <laughs> that you do some stuff in it. So let's let's it's called uh, Monday. Today's Monday. Yeah. Happy Monday. That's you, isn't it? If you listen hard enough, you can hear yourself say it. I love you. I love all of you. The doubts. The insecurities. Your so-called faults. Meditating lets you hear the real voice. The voice that tells you, I love you. Despite not knowing what you want to do in life, despite feeling like you're going to fail, despite feeling like you're going to fail, despite being scared, meditation cuts through all of that to find you, the strong. I like that. You can hear, you can, you can hear the rest of the song on Mike Brown's SoundCloud page, actually. Um, he has one there, Just Mike Brown. But it's like, it's. I love that. It's the kind of music that I do, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of, I like that, where it's just like, just, you just, I can hear you breathe in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's very much your kind of your branding. It's like, it's you. Right. Okay, so, so we know, okay, so Mike, we know he's been on the show before. He's one of your best friends, correct? Mm-hmm. How'd you guys meet? Through college. Uh, we lived in the same dorm building. And I went into his room one time, and he was watching. We were watching, like, Boys in the Hood. It was, like, all of us together. It was real black then. You're, like, yeah. really black. I'm like, okay, kids. It was real black. Yes. And uh, we just was cool since then. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a music. He does music. He's, music. he's a teacher himself. He's a, he's a teacher, mm-hmm. but also he does music and stuff. We played some of his stuff on here. Um, would you like to do more of that kind of stuff? Would you like to do more of that? Yes. Yes. We did some more stuff from earlier and we're going to come back and do some more uh it, it really it feels good to do it and i love his music so definitely can't wait to do more with mike i think we should do something too i'll be honored i think we, we should do something i think we're gonna, we're gonna i love collaborations i think we could come up with something okay that's some good producers honored. that's some good producers I love it. so we'll keep that in mind so okay. that because i like i did like i did like that um and you, you should. Do, it's, it's a good thing you can play that anywhere, mm-hmm. and this kind of. I just, I just, I do. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, young people, mm-hmm. why should they do yoga? Because they face a lot. They face a lot right now. It's a lot of social pressures. It's a lot of media. It is a lot of confused parents and confused adults on how to raise young people. So. Young people having the tools to deal with that themselves is going to be something that's going to have a huge impact in our society moving forward in general. So for them to be able to relax and identify their own center and have tools to de-stress and calm themselves down, because a lot of times they can't rely on adults anymore, is a powerful tool for our next generation coming up. That's true. I mean, we, I mean, everything, everything. The, the basis of this whole thing for me in this, this episode, it's all about mindset. Mm-hmm. Getting in the, getting into a good mindset. Getting into a good mindset. And, and, this is, and this is a way to do that. Right. It's yoga and meditation. This is a mm-hmm. way to get. I mean, also we just named some of the benefits like good health, strong core. Mm-hmm. Um, and said, so like, except for black folks, because my mind is black. If you have diabetes, high blood pressure, like this is good stuff to help bring it. You know, poor circulation. Right. Because people understand me, like, like poor circulation alone, that can cause so many problems. Can, like so many medical problems. Yeah, they say being sedentary, sitting down, your circulation messing up is as dangerous as cigarette smoking today. I believe yeah. it. 
So for young people, like you said, to have that mindset of despite the chaos and calamity going on around me, I know how to center myself. I know how to calm myself and move through the storm is one of the best tools that I wish I had as a young person. I know. I mean, you know, it's funny because when I came up, we were talking about yoga or anything when I was coming right. up in the 80s. I know yoga started kind of getting a notice in the 90s around there because New Age kind of came out. Mm-hmm. And so that was, like, I remember that whole New Age stuff. I used to listen to all the New Age music. <laughs> I was going through that phase for a while. Um, and I remember that's when meditation started getting kind of, like, you know, the practice has been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. That suddenly it got, like, attention. I remember, um, and I mean, you were, you, were, you were young, actually, very young. But all of a sudden, the Gregorian Chants albums were coming out. Okay. A group called Enigma came out, and they were really, they were really big in wow. the whole dance I see Pop Arena. Uh, you guys, you guys, you know, my age, you know, Enigma. They had a bunch of hits. Uh, the one that was called The Age of Innocence was named Alamore Song. It was a huge crossover hit. Then all of a sudden, chanting was big. Mm-hmm. And all these chanting albums, I, I fell onto it. It was like, chanting, I'm all the chanting. Set to music. And uh, so people started talking about meditation. Everybody mm-hmm. started getting into that practice. And it was like, yes, everybody's, just, everybody's so busy to slow down. Right. To slow the F down. Right. Slow down. Um, and so and then and so I see this continue through people are still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Now you got now you got what yoga works all over all over Los Angeles or everywhere. Yeah, it's it's all over. But still, black people a lot of times are one of the late adopters of it. Yes. And you spoke of chanting. Whenever I say I do meditation, sometimes black people are like, oh, like uh, Tina Turner. That's <laughs> right. Oh my God, that's like she's a famous one. Like, How many days? Hey, okay, no, yes, the whole Buddhism thing. <laughs> right. Yes. So black people are still getting, uh, especially like I said, older black people and black people just who are not familiar with it are getting a chance to get familiar with it and then take out what they need from it. Because it's a practice and you get what you need from it. Now, if I correct me if I'm wrong, now you are you had an event recently mm-hmm. with Mike Brown and mm-hmm. event and people, other people. You do these kind of you do these kind of events where it's like yoga and music or something. Can you explain some of that? What's going on there? Right. So we're doing our second annual this year. It is called Million Man Meditation, and we have yoga and Tai Chi and martial arts and clinical therapists, and they're all black males, and they're talking about these practices. And we have also all black male performers of hip-hop, singing, and just empowering and lifting music and information. And we really are focusing on having black males understand that these practices don't have to be foreign they don't have to be outside of what it means to be a black man. So we want to share black men doing these practices with other people, other people in the community. It's open to all, but we really want to let black people know, hey, you can do this too because we're doing it already. And it's a fun, it's a great event. It's good food, good music, okay. good information. So. It's just a good vibe to it. So we, we're doing that our second one. October the 13th in Inland Empire out in Riverside. Okay, now, now you lost me. <laughs> I live in Los Angeles. Right. Inland Empire. Yeah. <laughs> Inland in the 909. Yeah. The 951. Or whatever, whatever it is nowadays out there. No. But, you know, people come out for Coachella. Yeah. So. They do. They do for Baychella, you mean? Yeah, Baychella. It's not Coachella anymore, it's Baychella. Um, <laughs> No, that's I'm, I'm being funny, but yeah. no, that's 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 good. That's great, actually. That's so much. That's so much fun. That's a great. I, I love hearing inventive things like that. Like you know, especially us black men, we have to lift each other up. That's mm-hmm. just one of my sayings. Mm-hmm. We have to lift each other up because a lot of people, nobody else really will do that. Right. We kind of have to do it ourselves. We do. Um, and I think it's a great event. You, see, you have you said you have artists of all kinds there, but mm-hmm. mostly all mostly all black male performance. All black male performance. Very good. Mm-hmm. All black male performance. 
So we have workshops, you said, an artist, visual art to live performing art, and it's it feels good. It's a beautiful park. So you're you're so you're inspiring me because I mean because I do like like so I do I'm an organizer, life coach, TV personality, whatever. I do spoken word. So I'm trying to put together some events like that. So you're an, you're an inspiration for me to kind of oh, keep moving you. there, to keep doing it because I like I want to put events out too with people of color and like just showing how diverse we are also. Mm-hmm. Just kicking it out there and just having our art out there. Because there are a few things that are going on that are very cliquish in Los Angeles. <laughs> People have the little groups. And if you're not in the group, it's, it's like it's hard to get seen. So I feel like you, you, you do, you create what you don't see. You create what you want to see. And that's what you're doing. You're creating what you want to see. All right. I feel. I would love to attend your event. Thank you. I, wish I like that. <laughs> Maybe I'll come out to the IE. I don't know. <laughs> you're invited. Thank Please you. Come no, thank you. No, so it, sound, no, sound, it sounds amazing. Uh, what else do you have on the horizon that you, that you, I always say speak things into existence. What are some things you would love to have happen in the future for you? Taking Million Man Meditation on a national tour. Great idea. Mm-hmm. We really want to stop in cities where we know African Americans, black folks are. And really Atlanta, like, Chicago, mm-hmm. Baltimore, LA. Louisiana, down mm-hmm. there. All, yeah, you can go all over the place. We definitely got to come to LA. Yes. And do these events there really just come into the community and work with local communities providers of these arts and these practices that are already there because we doing them it's just not a lot of attention are being shined yeah. on them so in the horizon is a national tour working with that yeah. um i, like I also um, i i love public speaking i do public yeah. speaking and and training the video there was a training that i do for people who work with i was for a school district but Coming up in the nonprofit sector, a lot of therapists, a lot of social workers, a lot of teachers provide so much service to others. They don't provide a service to themselves. So we do a self care and a wellness training for the for the adults who pro- provide services and the service providers. So continuing and doing that and, and moving throughout the city, the state, the country. But we're right. speaking and spreading the feel free to feel free message. And um, yeah, working with Mike to do some more of the music. Um, and also doing more yoga videos, full videos. We're going online and doing some video series from, and we want to really be specific and cover topics that are relatable to us, like yoga for bad nerves, yoga for high stress, yoga for police encounters. Doing yoga that's specific to encounters that have um, affected me and affected the people I, I love and care about. So putting out videos, putting out audio, and making these events happen for everyone. Build, build his empire. That's right. His yoga yeah. empire. That's I know. So I'm, all, I'm all for that. I mean, I think it's. I started from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we all you guys start from somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm taking my organizing message out to everybody. And I think that you could do the same thing with the yoga and right. get it out to everybody. And just, I'm so excited for you because the possibilities are just right in front of you. Thank you. And it's just like, I, and I will promote everything you have. I'll promote everything. I also have a, a children's book. Um, yeah. So I love it. Okay. My kind of man. That's right. I can tell. Please tell us about it. I love, yeah. So we have a children's book called Timmy Tut, and you can find it at princetimmytut.com. It is a young black boy, and he is going through some situations in his life, in his community, in his family, and his school. <clears throat> and he has an uncle who brings him this magical gift, and it sends him back to Egypt. And he learns that he's this Egyptian prince, Timmy Tut. Tut, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in Egypt, he learns the breathing, he learns the meditation, he learns the yoga, and he brings it back to modern times and shares it with his family, shares it with the community. And it's a great story, it's a great adventure. My co author and illustrator, Deville Jackson, it is a, amazing. It's a beautiful book. It looks amazing. Okay, where do we find this again? 
PrinceTimmyTut.com. www.PrinceTimmyTut.com. Okay. So. Give, me, give me a copy. I think it's, it's very it's very cool. Yeah. So see, that's, that's good. See? Thank you. Get that message out there, folks. I tell <laughs> you. That this, and I love the inventiveness of that, that story. That's, just, that's so unique. It's yeah. like it's like you don't you don't hear. I mean, usually part of your history, mm-hmm. and I, I say I love that whole part. I mean, I, I my whole thing is everybody knows everybody who knows me. I'm all about the village. Mm-hmm. We come from a village mentality in yes. Africa. That's where we come from. Yes, we lose it. We came to America for many different reasons. That's all on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to get back to that again. Mm-hmm. Other races do it. We need to get back to it too. Right. Where we're we're taking some part of our past, our elders, bringing it to our future, and the young ones. And I think your book sounds like it, it does that. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole basis of it. Of Building our youth through our elders, so. Hello, that's, 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 how, that's, how, it should, that's how it should be, mm-hmm. in my opinion, of course. <laughs> okay, so I ask my guests the same two questions. Okay. I don't prep, as you know, at home, I don't prep them, unless they watch the show and remember mm-hmm. that I ask the same two questions to anybody. <laughs> Mike had the, had the answer to you, of course. Um, I believe in language. I'm a big language person, so obviously I'm a writer and everything, I do language. Um, what word do you think we should not say anymore in the English language? What comes to mind for you first? Hmm. Um, I want to say, I want to say woke. Okay. Yeah. So when I said that recently, it's so funny. Yeah. I said that recently on my show. So people are not people. So I guess that word's out now. Yeah. Even the word conscious and, and woke, just, I don't know, replace it with something else, but I, I just... Nah, I'm, I'm done with that. Well, where, we should, where we could be placed with conscious, because I have used that a couple times too. I do conscious, um, I do conscious dance music. Um, but I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to think. What word I kind of see? I kind of see now where you guys are all coming from. Like, what kind of word we use doesn't sound as kind of pretentious. Like, it's just like, or like it's a fad. Like conscious woke. Like, what's the? What, I guess we got to figure that out. What kind of word do you place that with? Yeah, because it can be separating sometimes. Yeah, so, well, we're conscious and they're unconscious yeah. and they're not woke and. Like you said, going back to the village mentality, and we're we're all in this together. So let's, but I, I def, we do have to find something to describe yeah. the type of life. Wait, there are some village idiots out there. It's <laughs> <laughs> another story. That's another story. <laughs> we should help them too, of course. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Um, and then, what word or phrase? I've, I've opened up to a phrase because it's a positive thing. What word or phrase do you think we should say more of? Feel free to feel free. I, I love it. My guest, that yoga dude, James Woods. Okay, now tell people in that camera where they can find you on social media or online. You can find me, that yoga dude, D-A-T-Y-O-G-A-D-U-D, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I really don't do Twitter too much. You can yeah, I tagged it. you on there. You didn't do nothing. Like, oh, <laughs> you're on Twitter. He's on Twitter. He's on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, email me, that yoga dude, at Gmail. Website is thatyogadude.com. Feel free to feel free.net. I have a I'm on the internet, but I'm not really on the internet, but you can check out some videos. I do I do a video every day. It's more for me and I I enjoy people who chime in and connect with it. But that yoga dude, I'm there. He's also okay, he has a lot of videos on YouTube. He's being modest. He has some videos on YouTube. One where you look really young. You had no hair and you were really young. But you were saying some really great stuff. There's some there's some videos out there of you, some interviews you've done. Okay. On YouTube. Just look on YouTube, look at yourself. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there. <laughs> 
And I, I, googled my, I googled myself recently. I was like, oh, that's what's going on. I never, wow. do, I never really do that. So I'm like, right. you'd be surprised what's on there, that yoga dude. <laughs> uh, I'm James Lodge Jr., of course. You can follow me where all James Lodge Juniors are at James Lodge Jr. But YouTube is on Facebook. Uh, I'll be posting more of his information on that page. I posted some Thank stuff you. on there already, but I'll be posting more on this page. This episode will be on that page, too. You can also go to iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube to either listen to this episode or watch it on YouTube. You go, if you go to iTunes or SoundCloud, you can meditate to our voices. How's that? <laughs> and go ahead and rate and subscribe and comment. Tell me if you like him, like me, give us five stars. Tell us what you think. If you have some suggestions for guests for me, let me know. Maybe I'll see you when you come on the show. Next week, I actually have Todd Bridges. I have a big head. I'm so excited that he's coming. I can't even believe it myself. He will be here next week. Mr. Todd Bridges and I are going to talk about everything different strokes and beyond. I'm Jay Dunn Jr. I'll see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.